Brah! Ooh, honey chow. Brah! Nature edition. I don't know what that is, but welcome. I'm your girl, Casey. Uh, hey, everybody. It is none other than your girl, Worldwide Wit, with all the sound effects. Yes. Thank you mm. for that. I love that. Taking me back. Back to my roots that I've never <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. No problem. How have you been, girl? What's been going on in your world? Well, you know, the world has been an interesting time for me. Um, I've just been, uh, out here eating tacos and chicken wings and it's not looking good, but there is a ram in the metaphorical bush and I, I'm getting a trainer. I actually had my first training session on Tuesday, so we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be summertime fine out here in these streets. I got a lot of weddings coming up. You were supposed to do the Cooper River Bridge Run, weren't you? What happened with... Um, okay, well, yeah. That was a thing that was supposed to happen. But, you know, that's life, you know? Um, Sometimes you win some, you lose some, but you live. You live to fight another day. If you take this one hand and you ball it up into the fist, it can strike a mighty blow. A mighty blow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's still in the blessing business. Uh, What's been going on with you? According to the according to the doctor, I have a sinus infection. Mm. I need to take antibiotics, which is fun. They switched up this time. So one month ago, almost to date, I had a sinus infection. I had to take two horse pills a day, but this time I got the Z-Pack or whatever that little short situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The shorter version. So now I have to take two on the first day and then a pill every day after that, which is just so much fun. I just love it. Love, love, love antibiotics. And so I went looking for like these little um, things that you can stick up your nose uh-huh. and they're kind of like air filtration situations. So you don't have to wear a whole mask. Oh. That didn't prove to be helpful or fruitful. Um, I didn't find any of Do you have a neti pot? Without. Um, I think I have one somewhere, but I don't, I can't put my hands on it. I do have the sinus, the little um, saline spray. Okay. I did use some of that yesterday. It kind of rinses out your sinus. It's a really good idea to do that every day. Rinse everything off, including my body. Like, I just have to, like, rinse and just feel like I have to scrub pollen off. I know it's not that bad, but I just feel like I have to get it off me. Put my pollen-infested clothes in a trash bag and just oh, keep wow. them there until it's time to wash clothes. Like, I just, I'm so over it right now. Um, but, yeah, that's. Well, that's you got to, you got to, you got, did you do the pre-work, Casey, to prepare for this pollinated allergy season? Did you pop your bee pollen? Did you go to your farmer's market and get your local honey? You know, did you do your part for this season? In hindsight, I could have done better. In hindsight, um, the local honey never really did much for me, but I did do those um, bee pollen kernels before, and those helped many, many moons ago. So that's a really good point. I will look at that, go to my local farmer's market, and hopefully there's some left on the shelf. Because 
All the good stuff is gone. Oh, yeah. It's all gone. We shall see. Cool, 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 Ooh. cool, cool, cool. Didn't you go home the other day? You was at home down with mom and pop, pop, and gam, yeah, gam. Yeah. And... I mean, that was, it was very, very brief because that was the day I found out I had a sinus infection. I told them that I was coming. I did not want to go back on my word. And so I pressed, and I should have rested because halfway there, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so hot. The air is not working properly in my car. I'm about to pass out. And if anybody's ever had science problems, allergies, or whatever, heat just makes them, like, 50 times worse. And so that's just the situation I was in. Um, cups of ice can only do so much. And so I could not stay long because I was tired and I was sleepy. And, I mean, everybody's like, oh, my God, you look so tired. And so I just got that assistant real quick. Grandma gave me the real quick and dirty on the shade. She didn't have time to, you know, go all the way in. So that's mm-hmm. Her boyfriend greeted me with hugs and kisses and wide open arms, and I just I did not even fight, just kept it moving. In Jesus' name. So and you must have really not been feeling good. It was a grand occasion. I got turnips from Dad's garden. It was great. It was great, but um, until the bees start to attack you, right? Right, right. Once I could deal with, you know, nature for a little bit, grass and all that, but. Once the bees started, you know, doing their circling, holding pattern, I was like, I've got to go and away from these bees. So, yeah, I had to get up out of there. So, yeah, it was a real quick and dirty. I should have stayed where I was at. Um, it was, it's always good to see things. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, cool. Sounds good, Casey. Well, let's go ahead and jump right on into this show. Let us, shall we? And so... For this episode, we have a fresh Yuko girl, and her name is Miss Gina Prince Cyclist. Okay, now <laughs> Gina is the director, screenwriter, woman extraordinaire who has really helped to push and propel the career of Miss Sanai Langston. Let's see if any of these movies ring a bell. Disappearing Act. Mm. Anyone? With Wesley Snipes? Love and Basketball. With Omar Epps? Yes, yes. All of those are hers. And even this new show, Shots Fired, which is about a black officer who kills a white college student. She's in that as well. And so I just want to give a shout out to Miss Gina for whatever kind of relationship she either has with Sanai mm-hmm. or with Sanai's daddy, Mr. Sand, because they are making some things happen for her. They're keeping her career alive, pushing it forward, and I just, I'm super excited about, like, what she's going to put Sanai in the future. Like, I know she's got other movies, like um, The Secret Life of Bees, Beyond the Light. Those are also some of her, her movies. Um, but I think it's just super interesting how she... And Sanaa have been just working together. And you, you know what I think it is, Casey? I think it's like Sanaa Lathan is to Gina Prince Bothwood as Johnny Depp is to Tim Burton, right? Uh, I think she is her Johnny Depp, you know, like 
Anytime Tim Burton steps out with a new little surreal picture, be it Pirates of the Caribbean or Edward Scissorhands, which is one of my favorites, Johnny Depp is always in there. That's his boy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And Sanaa, let's just circle back. I know this is supposed to be about Miss Bosworth. However, Sanaa is like up there on vampire status by Gabrielle Union and... What's her name? Oh, goodness. Now it's slipping me. The lady whose mama looked younger than her. The model. Oh, my God. This is... Um, I can't think of her. She looks like a vampire. Black vampire. Are you talking about... Are you, are you talking about um, Naomi Campbell? Yes. Like, just in vampire status. Like, they just are not aging. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, with Nia Long and some of the other wonderful brown sugar, like... <laughs> actresses brown um, sugar meets you know best man meets all n- early 2000 black rom-coms <laughs> meets this christmas meets all of those wonderful movies with chocolatey people in them anywho yes i just want to you know just give her a shout out for staying young and youthful and beautiful nice glowing skin no random bits of fat here and there and so i just but yeah, I think it's super awesome. Miss Blackwood is a director, producer, and her husband does the same. I think it's just awesome that they are like-minded out here just creating these stories. Um, I met her husband before. Oh, really? I met Reggie. Where? When I was out in L.A. Oh, first name basis. When oh, I was, wow. you know, Rob, Reggie, whatever. When I was out in L.A., I met him. I went to a Writers Guild event. And uh, he was there in attendance for it. And so I got a chit-chat with him in the elevator. So we're basically like homies, you know. That's what's up. That is what's up. So, yeah, I just want to shout out that lady. She's in her late 40s, so I'm sure we have plenty more to see from her. So you go, girl. You go, girl. Even though the ratings was a little (laughs) soft on your premiere episode, we're going to keep you lifted up. we didn't talk about the show. We just talked about her. Okay. All right, then. She's a great woman. (laughs) She is great. Shout out, shout out, shout out. All right. Moving along to this You Go Boy. We have a fresh You Go Boy, as Casey likes to say. Um, His name is Ryan Wilson, and he's like fresh to death. Uh, Ryan Wilson is the co-founder of the prestigious and exclusive members only professional club, the gathering spot here in ATL, shawty. ATL, shawty. Hey, ATL, shawty. Hey, ATL, shawty. Hey. So, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, the gathering spot is a $3 million private club. And uh, like I said, Ryan Wilson is the one of the co-founders. Uh, his partner, they both went to to college together. They went to Georgetown University, and they both um, went to law school. And they're both under 30, which is like, what? Crazy. All right? These young men are out here getting to it. $3 million private club in Atlanta under 30 and i'm super excited because i am a member i got in hashtag bless 
Um, but let me talk to you about some of the amenities of the club. They have tons of classes, everything ranging from, you know, they have makeup artists come in to coding classes. They had an event the other night that I missed, and it was about the cannabis industry because, you know, that's about to pop. So I'm trying to figure out how to place my money. They have laundry services. They have a restaurant and a bar, 24-hour access. They even had a film screening um, outside in the courtyard over the weekend. They were screening Love Jones. Again, shout out to Nia Long. Yeah, so like they really have a robust offering um, of activities and events. They just celebrated one year last month, so that was a really, really huge milestone for them. And they're looking to expand into other cities. Like I know they've been looking at New York and Texas and Charlotte. So it is, it's like really cool and legit, and I'm really proud to, to be a member. I know KC was a little hesitant when I told her about it from the get-go, but I think she's... That's a little grip. It's a little grip for a good cause. I'm out here trying to rub elbows, you know, with Mayor Kasim Reed, okay? And you can't get that through hanging around McDonald's. That's all I'm saying. I have enjoyed myself thus far in being there. I met some really cool sorors who drive really expensive Aww. Porsches and are doctors. But you know what? I'm still reaching for that brass ring. And... Shout out to the under 30 membership because that's something that I can afford. But, um, no, nah, it's really cool. Like, I really have enjoyed my time there thus far. I like being able to go somewhere any time of the night or the morning, you know, to, like, just have a quiet place. They have private conference rooms and little offices and desks that you can rent out. So, I mean, it's really nice. And you have your access to get in. You get in through your uh, mobile app. Do, do, do. I can bring a couple of guests through. So it, it's it's kind of swanky. You know what I'm saying? It's real VIP. But at the same time, it has like members a only. members only. Members only. So, yeah, y'all should definitely check it out. Um, Casey, next time you're in town, we're definitely at the go. You know, I got to show you around. And uh, it's lit. Okay? So shout out to Mr. Ryan you Wilson. You go, boy! Yes. And we are still looking for sponsors. So if you would like to sponsor the podcast, we are accepting sponsors still. You go, and boy. So up next, we have our Family Matters segment. And this time, we're going to switch it up just a little bit because family does not have to be just what's going on in with family, mm. what's going on in black families uh -huh. or you know just family specific family it's just family matter things that we often just come it's together about family and have a family affair. meeting and discussion about it's a family affair. i went to pause and look at this article that i read it's from the washington post and the title um has to go it it generally it says the disease killing white america and so that really caught my eye. There's some obvious things up here um, <clears throat> that I'm not going to mention, but believe it or not, what's really harking on um, the lives of white middle-aged Americans is heart disease. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And it's, so the... What's kind of interesting is as I was reading the article, it was like, oh, well, there's this, you know, and then there's that. There's a couple things that we kind of know that um, are more prevalent in different races that lead to deaths. 
But then when I saw, I, I kept reading, I was like, what is it? What is it? And I was like, it has to be something that deals with, like, obesity or heart disease because it was comparing, like, middle-aged white people, um, I guess, high school educated to how they used to be better fit than some of, like, German counterparts and other country counterparts. And as I kept reading, I was just thinking, well, some of these other countries are probably just a lot more healthy and they eat better. I mean, I'm just thinking about fast food, you know, those dollar menus. And, you know, Ooh, those dollar menus. Just walking down the street, it's really hard to see people that are not overweight. I mean, me, myself, I need to lose, I feel like a good 10, 15 pounds before I'm in a really good place. So I think it's, it's plaguing a lot of us. So saying all that to say, the article was saying, you know, what's killing white people. Um, and it was catchy. It definitely caught my eye. Um, but as I kept reading now, I was like, well, this is really what's killing us all. And not only us, but generations to come with some of these bad habits that we are having um, in our lives. And so with that, I just urge everybody to just make wiser decisions so that we don't have to worry about our feet getting cut off. We don't have to worry about our kids being morbidly obese, hopefully. Obesity, you know, as grandma would say. There's lots of things that we can do now to set good examples, not like somebody I know who will remain nameless, just eating what they want and then popping two blood pressure pills. Like that Jesus. Not what you do. And then they're okay. drunk. They're drunk afterwards because their pressure's so but, high. Uh, the title of the article in Washington Post is related to what's killing white people, but it's really, sorry, white Americans, but it's really what is killing us all. And I, I hate to see those obese children who are struggling not because okay well they're gonna get bullied but also just because if they don't get their weight under control they're gonna be so obese and then it's just gonna pass on and on and on these bad habits and so i just urge you all to put down those cheeseburgers and hamburgers get away from mcdonald's i feel like everybody should just not be even eating really from mcdonald's anymore i, I do drink their coffee and i will get a breakfast sandwich every now and then but just like think about yourself and think about your future before you make these decisions um, when it comes to food and what you put in your body. And that's that's a really good note, Casey. I'm so glad you're sharing this with the cousins today because we really have to make the changes and be disciplined and consistency is key. And I know for myself, I didn't really learn really good, healthy eating behaviors until I went away to New York right after college. And luckily I had an older soror mentor who really got me up to speed on eating healthy foods. Like I never had quinoa before and I'd never had almond and coconut milk before. And I not even sure if I even had had hummus before, you know, and she would make her own hummus and she would go and get her own chickpeas and just, you know, just healthier options and not reaching for the right, salt right. and using like oil and vinegar at the table and, you know, just some little yeah, tweaks yeah. here and there. And so I carried mm-hmm. that with me and, you know, that made me more open to eating different foods. And, you know, she's definitely in her seventies and she goes to the gym almost every day, either doing yoga or some type of mm-hmm. class. And I'm like, yo, if she can do it, if she can, it is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. And it's like, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to the gym, you know, and I just think that's so cool. But you got to get that thing instilled, you know, in your DNA. It's like a part of you. And so 
That's why I'm super excited to get started with my trainer and I'm going to, I'm already prepaid them. So I got to go, right? Like that's definitely an mm-hmm. added layer of motivation. It's like, I got to, I made that investment. <laughs> I made that investment. So it's like, now I really got to go and it's just good for your mental health. And oh, yeah. we don't have to oh, be yeah. so overweight and gluttonous and, you know, the things that we do in America. Um, we just have to be disciplined. It's hard because you have all these poor options at your fingertips and they're easy, easily right. accessible. They're right. cheap. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's um, like it's a it's a cultural thing, too. Like a lot of people give food. As a way of saying thank you or as a way of saying this is my love for you. I'm giving you something. When I went to visit our family members, everybody wanted to send me away with something. And I'm like, uh. You know, like I had to bypass the pound cake. I had to bypass the... And that's how we show love. But that's how we show love. That's how we show love. I'm good. Take this pound cake. Every now and then it's totally fine. Right. Take this half a pie. But... Every time, every meal. Take this ham and these chitlins and pork chops and it's just like yo but i'm taking heart disease and diabetes and high blood pressure you know like can i take a banana can i take a carrot do you have some bottled water (laughs) right but it's but like you said it's a lifestyle and you have to you have to start you know what i mean and then it'll begin to evolve around you you'll see other people doing it too they know like oh if i go to you know kc's house there's only going to be healthy food here so that's what we're going to eat you know what I'm saying? So I definitely think, you know, families can make the change. And, you know, you just have to be a, a role model if you have, you know, younger kids. Like, hey, mom and dad, get out the couch. Like, go out for a walk. And, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let it, let's eat a banana instead of having, you know, this other high sugar snack. And, you know, there are different ways. And we were pretty active as a family growing up. You know, we did a lot of different sports, a lot of recreational sports. And then we did... Um, school sports once we got into school so we were pretty active had a pretty active you know foundation and I think that's really stuck with us I mean now we're not out here being like baby Michael Jordans and um, you know Venus and Serena Williams but you know we we are active we're not completely sedentary but there's a lot of room for improvement right. so but I'm about to get on it okay I'm about to be hashtag summertime fine I got like five Ooh. weddings to go to so I gotta be ready when they play okay. set it off mm-hmm Okay. Y'all Thank want this party that. started yeah. right? Uh, na, 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 na. Y'all want this party started quickly? quickly. And then All right. The... And with that, we're going to end family matters <laughs> and move it right along to wow. our Do You Remember the Time? Oh, yeah. When, when we fell in love. I'm so glad that you asked me, Mom, what we're going to talk about for the Do You Remember the Time segment. Oh, oh you sound like um, that guy from How Dog Got Her Groove Back. You to wrap that thing around your waist. <laughs> yeah. Bruh, 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 bruh. I'm drinking rum <laughs> and Red Bulls. <laughs> Okay, let me bring it back in. Let me bring it back in. So actually, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the time when we went to spring break in college. And what do we do, Casey? What do we do on our spring break? We didn't go to Cancun. Okay, we didn't go down to Virginia Beach or, you know, wherever it is, all the kids go. We decided to give back on our spring break. By going. Okay, well, one one time okay. well this but, one specifically, um, we went across the river and through the woods over to Elutra. 
Mm-hmm. Bahamas. Over the river. Really in a little small twenty passenger plane, plane that they had to start the propeller at the front. Yeah, that and was scary. That was very scary. So set the set the stage for the cousins, Casey. Tell them what was going on. Okay, so while Whit and I were at the Clemson University, whoop, whoop. we were on the CUGC, better known as the Clemson University Gospel Choir, which brought us lots of love and light and fun and notes. That were on and off key. <laughs> the best of times. There really was no real worst no. times with that group. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed myself. It was fun. And I grew up with our mother who played the piano. So we had to sing in season and out of season. Mm. Like it, we didn't. We so sang. To be around so yeah. many wonderful, like-minded young adults who were singing and doing all that to the glory of the Lord. It was just fun. It was a really good time. And so we partnered up with Clemson Wesley, which I believe is the United Methodist Church yep. um, group for college students. Um, and we um, went to the Aleutra, Bahamas, where we, it was on a mission trip, so that was fun. We lived in um, different little homes and cottages where the water would just go out mm-hmm. from time to time. Yes, it would. You had to find a way or make one. Um, Hopefully you had some baby wipes. It was just a really interesting cultural experience because I know that I had not been in close quarters with people of different races um, before quite like that. It was about a week long, I would say, um, trip, and we were patching roof, roofs. Um, mm-hmm. I was shingling. Um, I, I shingled. Constru- yeah, construction type jobs. I was we so afraid I was going to fall out the house. A, a, a little tour. Tour, an tour. island tour, yeah. and you remember though that one? It was one white man. There was one white man. I distinctly remember when we were on the island tour, and we sung. Yeah, yeah. And after we had sung, it was something slow, and it was in like three part harmony, three part harmony, five part harmony. I don't remember what it was. It'll come to me, but it was just so beautiful. And I remember. Um, OG Triple OG was directing those problems. Soror Janice Lanham. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, Inside joke. But so, yeah. so, right. We were singing and um, there was a break or a pause or maybe it was the end of the song and he stood up and he said, That was amazing. Uh-huh. Or something. You could tell he'd never been in black church. Was <laughs> that, like, that was his first time he felt, this. that was the first time he felt the spirit. <laughs> I was like, this, Sir, what you just felt was the spirit. And um, you can sit on down. <laughs> <laughs> sit on down. Sit on down. Just sit on down. But that let you know that people were touched. And you know, like, we as a people, we're pretty vocal, right? If we feel it, <laughs> we're going to show you. <laughs> or we're going to let it be known with a body part or our vocal cords. <laughs> but and it let you know that other people probably felt it. It's just culturally they just didn't want to say anything or they don't say anything right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this guy was just so overwhelmed that he felt he had to say something so it was slightly it was awkward, awkward actually it yeah really it was awkward it was, was awkward really interesting because it's like he felt compelled yeah he was moved and so yeah we done our job so and you great. remember and sometimes you do like to get that feedback yeah that is nice because um, sometimes in black church they'll just look at you or they'll say like they knew you knew better songs than that but whatever um 
So, do you remember yeah. after that, we was we sung in the streets. It's like we were walking and singing yeah. in the streets until dark time. And we were singing, God there's is no good. Like, no, there's no guy like Jehovah. There's no Behold, <laughs> he comes. Woo! <laughs> yeah, riding on the floor. I don't know the Woo! words. Riding on, I don't know. And it's your back off. Woo! It's the year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's hills, salvation come. Hey, no, no, God like Jehovah. There's no lie like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. What are you doing? Are you doing the backhead bounce? Okay, but we also sung. But we also sung God is good. Right, we'll dance until we're tired. That was a true thing that we said, and we literally danced in the streets until we were tired. But there was um a woke moment. We were all together as one: black kids, white kids, black men, and little children. But we were all college students. We were all college students. We did go to the same school. But I remember. had background checks. But I remember that we also sung God is Good, which was our, like, you know, island go to. That was our headlining song. God is good. God is good. God is good to me. How can I let him down? How can I let him down? How can I let him down? He's been so good to me. Hey, God is good. Alan clap. Alan clap. Hey, did you tell them? Did you? Did, have we told the people about the hot cross bun? No, we have not told them about Lane Glaze or the hot cross bun. Take it away. As we get closer to this April. It was Easter. April, this Easter season. This Easter. This Easter season. This Lenten season. So there's a lot of cultural things going on. There were um, different. There's black people, white people. That's really pretty much what was it. Um, and then there was the Bahamians. And um, there were, um, someone had a wonderful idea that we should sleep on the beach for the night. And oh, the gosh, that was the hor- most horrible the decision people. ever. It was not the black people. And so <laughs> it was real bad. There was sand blowing. It, it was, was sand damp. bugs. Yeah, the sand was wet. And you cannot sleep on sand, guys. I think at one point we tried to build a fire and roast marshmallows. No, we had hot dogs. You remember we had hot dogs and it dropped in the fire and what's his name? Jumped down there and got it and rinsed it off in the ocean water. Yeah, and you know how we are when we get our hair wet and when we get our hair sandy and it's just, it's over, right? And so we were miserable. And then out of nowhere, Lane Glaze came to the gym. With a press. hot. They weren't hot. <laughs> but he came out with of nowhere some with some hot cross buns in a pressed, like, V-neck day. golf pullover on and some pressed khakis. And his hair was perfect. And he had hot cross buns because it was, like, Easter Sunday. <laughs> it was like... And he today because it was like, somebody's going to go down. So miserable. But he emerged with those hot cross buns. And for a moment, it made everything over. But it was so bad. Do you remember we had that super long massage line? Yeah. That was uncomfortable. I do. I feel like somebody's scrotum was on my back. Yeah, we played a lot of games. Big booty! Big big booty, big booty, big booty. Uh, Oh, yeah. Big booty. Big booty number one. Number one big booty. I tell you. Now, I got... Hey, um, for all of our white cousins out there, I got to let you know something. You guys... What you lack in other areas of life and how you oppressed us as black people, you make up for in your good games. Not completely, but it's a start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big booty. I was a big booty queen. I was the big booty queen. 
We played Big Booty until yeah, and under right. the moonlight until our legs were raw. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. I, I enjoyed that game. I enjoyed lots of Mario Kart games. Did you Did you enjoy your time. ginger beer and gathering sea glass? I don't think ginger beer was good, but I always enjoy gathering things from the sea. I love, love, love that. Um, sea glass is one of my favorite things. Did they let you bring that sea glass back? Into the state? I sure did. Oh. I sure did. Yes, ma'am. So how many times did you go? You went one time? I, I, went I only went one time. You went like two times. I went, to some, I went to spring break before, and then I went that spring break. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot you were there the summer. You and Vernita were there, right? Like the whole summer? Yeah. Working with the kids. Because so, that was, was so awesome. cool. That's so cool. I forgot about the summer. Yeah, so we'll tell you all about that. Another time, but we just want to go back down memory lane because you know people are gonna be going on spring break trips if they have already. Great, wonderful, but we just want to share a little bit of memory lane. And think about and think about going and like giving back during your spring break. Like it's your time, but it's also a good time to go and help the others because you know at the end of the day, if you're not serving, then what are you doing? What are you doing? You're sitting on the couch. You're not doing anything. You don't have a degree. <laughs> Get yourself together. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Erica's in the room. So, anyways, we're going to move along because she just scared me and move right on to whites, colors, and delicates. Like a ghost. White colors and delicates. This is going to be very, very brief. It looks like I got a conference call. Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. At 7.30? At 7.30? Soon. Okay. All right. So... Uh, for white coats and delicates, I really just kind of want to discuss appropriation and people. Hmm, appropriation to our nation. But that'll take too long. So what we're going to talk about is, um, is there anything that you ever wanted that other cultures had? Be that lighter hair, silky hair. Lighter eyes, darker eyes, um, bigger hips, smaller hips, you know, taller frames, thinner frames. I mean, like anything that you really wanted that other cultures had. I was just curious because I know that in this time, um, people want to say, oh, well, some people want darker skin because it's, it's, it's cool now. It's cool to, you know, wear the basketball shorts with these sandals when we've been wearing them for forever. Or, you know, like just different little things that people do, like wearing the boxer braids, which are pretty much um, the, the go ghetto braids that people have been wearing forever. And so I'm just wondering if there's anything you've ever wanted that other people, cultures have, and um, like on a deep level. So I'll go first. For me, I would have to say, sure, why not? When I was younger, didn't know any better. I thought, wow, that I mean, maybe hair that is silkier might be easier to maintain, but that's just like common sense. You better get you know, a just if, for me box perm and call it a day. Right, right. If your hair is natural, it's going to be somewhat hard to maintain. And even with perms, I mean, if you're a young kid, you know, or what have you, it's, it's sometimes hard to get the look you want. Um, but I think that that's, that's a part of just education, really, and helping young kids to understand what they have and how to, you know, manipulate their hair and what they have. And so the short of it is not 
so deep that I feel like, oh my gosh, I want to be a different person. Um, but I think that I've definitely gone through phases where I was like, oh, well, it would be nice to have. But never so much. I'm like, oh, I wish I was this type of person or that type of person. Because I think once I learned how to, um, well, really, I mean, I don't think I ever had any issues with my hair. Skin, mm-hmm. not so much really either. I never wanted well, you had it that, like you forever. Had that, but you I had think, that Jerry curl at one time, so that was that was easy to manage. Right, right. I think that what for me was, I never wanted something for forever, but I felt like sometimes in certain situations, I would fit in a little bit better if this or that. Right, like that for instance, when you were a cheerleader, I'm sure if you, when you, if you had some European style hair, um, that would have been helpful. And or when you played like yeah. um, softball because your hair gets sweated out and stuff, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my hair? I'm only going to get my hair done at a beauty shop like once a month. And then like, was this pre or post flat iron? Because you got to figure out how to lay your hair back down. It's just a lot. Right. And even with some clothing and attire, you know, like if your booty's popped out and other people's is a little different, you know, sometimes you're like, oh man, that's a little different, you know, like. Right, if you I had like on your cheer shorts. Right, down. exactly, you know, exactly. Yours is cocked up because you got a donk. Right, right, right. So it's just like little stuff like that where like you kind of stick out sometimes. But, I mean, it's just it, you are who you are. And um, I think overall, that was pretty much it. Nothing deeper than that. I think sometimes I look at people and I feel like, and maybe people thought this about me when I was younger. Okay, for a period in like middle high school, I did hang out with a lot of Caucasian people, and so maybe people yeah. I thought you were gonna marry one people. And the thing is, like, I really was. I didn't make friends really easily. Um, and black people are mean. People say, "Well, if you want to make friends, you have to show yourself friendly or what have you." But I guess I'm not a friendly person because I never really had a bunch of friends, and I was really well. You never had a like bunch of black outsider. friends until towards like the last few years. Yeah, I don't even know if I had any black friends then, honestly, because I remember, like, going into going into school and going to lunch. Of course, those are, like, some of the roughest times because it's, like, I have nobody to go to and people I do no. go to. When I got there, you had, when I got there, no, when I got to high school, you had a bunch of black friends. When I got there okay, in ninth grade. I people I sat with, but they were really, like, I felt like they just, like, teased me pretty often and so they weren't really my friend they're just people I kind of gravitated towards because um they were black I really didn't have anyone else to go to but you had but you had Danielle and all those people and her whole family well yeah I did I did but she was a lot more social than I was true that true 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 um you had if all your band buddies. People, then of course she went right, and uh, what would I? Be, I mean, you I had all, you had all, but you had all your band buddies and all the choir people, youth choir. Band buddies. Yeah, and band. Remember in band, in marching band, that was still Danielle primarily. Um, <laughs> okay. But just like Danielle and, right. and and like Alicia and like you know choir, you like church people combined with band people. Um, like that kind of thing, but no, I feel you on the hair tip. Definitely have been in that situation with the hair tip before. I think for me, I have wanted like I've envied other cult people who have cultural ties that really link to religion and cultural traditions, right? Like Africans who truly celebrate Kwanzaa or you know 
people who are Italian and they can speak Italian, right? Versus like white American Italians who can't. Um, like people who've had like a deep connection to some type of tradition. So like one of my former managers is Puerto Rican. And one thing that they did around Christmas time was they had the tradition of where you would like put um grass and some other things under your the kids' beds. Um, kind of like how, you know, Americans do for like leaving cookies out for Santa Claus. And it was something where it's like, you know, when the three wise men came to see Jesus when he was born, you left like grass out for the camels and like something out for the wise men. It was like three different things. And I thought that was like a really cool thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a part of the Puerto Rican culture. And I feel like we as black Americans don't have true culture. Like we're cool and we're tastemakers and we're trendsetters and we know what's popping and we make stuff pop. And like, that's amazing. That's amazing to have that. But I feel like deep cultural roots to Africa, we don't have. And that is something that I envy of all cultures, not like white people, because white people tend to not have that unless they're Jewish. But, you know, like that is something that I'm like, yo, I've had friends who are Puerto Rican and, you know, uh, Dominican and, um, uh, friends who are like Ethiopian and like they have true traditions and, and, and like cultural attributes that are unique to them. And I just feel like that's something that I am lacking. So that is definitely something that I have envied, um, you know, in my life. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't have that. I didn't even think about it that way. I think about the question that way, but yeah, definitely. I've always envied that people that actually have real true culture heritage, things that they can trace back. Um, it, that whole, it just adds so much to your identity. Yeah, are, and so, it's unique, yeah. and it and it, it's like something to really attach onto, and I feel like we as black Americans, our history has been so whitewashed, literally, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know who we are, aside from being these cool black influencers, which is can, to be commended. I mean, we're not just that, like, I didn't mean to reduce us to just that, but, you know, from a capitalist consumer standpoint, we are tastemakers, we are trendsetters, we make things cool. And that's great, but what else? Like, what languages did we used to speak? And, and and should we be celebrating Christmas specifically? Like, yes, you know, some people are Christians. However, there's just so much more that we don't know. And, you know, whereas if I have a friend who, um, I had a friend who's Colombian, and she would tell me about all these different cultures and, like, how her, her and her mom and aunts would get together around the holidays and make tamales and, like, it, it was just cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I can't really describe it any way other than, like, having true culture. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's I mean, it's cool to get with grandma and clean chitlins. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> Ooh, I tell you what. But anyway, to God be the glory and to each his own. Different strokes to different folks. You know, cousins, let us know. Is there anything that you've ever wished that, you know, you kind of had a piece of or felt like there was something missing? And because um, I think it's a very human feeling. That doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you less than a, of a person. It doesn't make you not appreciate who you are and your ethnicity and race and cultures. I think it just makes you human. Um, so I'd be curious to know if you guys have ever felt like that too. So, you know, the usual. Hit us up, ohcpodcast at gmail.com, at ohcpodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Holla at your girls. Now, we're going to move this thing on because we know Casey has a church call. 
um, doing the Lord's work. So let's move on down to the last thing on the docket. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry home. Yes, um, cousins, as some of you may or may not know, the bridge right here on 85 in Atlanta collapsed the other day due to fire. It was on fire. And it could have been the other way, you know. And they come to find out that apparently a crackhead who was high on cocaine set that fire. And so what does that have to do with my lean on me? Not that much, but I want to make sure you were aware. Now, on to my lean on me. You can't build a house from the roof down. Okay, I see that went over some of y'all heads. In true black Southern pastor fashion, <laughs> I'm going to call you ignorant and repeat it. <laughs> you can't build a house <laughs> from the roof down. Some of y'all get that when you get home. And so what I'm saying to you, cousins, is you have to have a proper what foundation. Love it. Don't go put in the it. cart before the horse. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. You must first build a good, solid foundation. And it reminds me of an old Negro spiritual that says, my hope is built on nothing less. Finish it off, KC. Mm. Yeah. Oh, lean on I'm sorry, I got distracted. Cam Newton's daughter, her name is Sovereign Dior. Oh, wow. Bella Newton. Wow. And with that, cousins, we're about to let you go. <laughs> Keep looking Bye, up. Cousins. Peace out, cousins. <laughs>